Genre. Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't! I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait. Shelly? No. Shelly? Shelly? Shelly, don't worry. Shelly? just for a second. Shelly! Immunities. An audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Bueller? 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 Welcome back, everybody, to Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. One phone call minute at a time. One fake sick noise at a time. <laughs> I'm Carrie Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And Neil Brown is still with us. Hey, Neil, how are you? I'm, I'm still here, yeah. I'm, I'm doing really well. We're, we're, uh, we're having a good time. Thanks for having me yeah. on. Yeah. For sure, we're so glad you could uh, you could join us for this week. It's it's fun. I'm I'm having a I'm having a fantastic time. <laughs> I always like having guests on. It's always great his, having guests because his response should have been, "Have you ever seen the movie Alien?" Oh, <laughs> like like. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to look as creepy as the guy, the freshman who says it to his girl? <laughs> he looks, he looks so really creepy. <laughs> okay, okay, let's get to that. So so today we're talking about minute number fourteen. Minute fourteen starts with the end of the freshman phone call, and it ends with John Hughes' favorite camera take. Um, and yes, so, so they, the, the freshman boys, they tell Ferris like, you know, Hey, thanks for letting us know how you're doing. Uh, we got a buzz is what the, the line is. We got a buzz. buzz. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Ferris is like, well, wait, like, give me somebody else. He wants to talk to somebody else. Well, he, he says we've got a buzz. And then does he say, keep the thought, dude? 
that's what I wrote down with like a little question mark after thought because I've never heard it phrased that way. Like, keep the thought. Like, I've never heard that either. Me neither. I've never heard "God of Buzz" either, but I assume like maybe it's derived from like "buzz off." But I, I feel <laughs> like you buzz. tell someone to buzz off, like "buzz off," but you not. Buzz. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, keep the thought. Keep the thought. That's weird. And keep the thought. I don't know. Those are weird phrases. Can't say I've heard heard those. Uh, before. It's the eighties. It's the 80s. We're gonna we're gonna take that from you guys over at Mogwai. You're gonna you're gonna need it in this movie. Right? Right? It's the 80s. So you, you the feel 80s. free. You, you take it. Yeah, he says keep the thought. Dude. I think for just about more most 80s movies, that's just kind of like what you have to accept. Yeah. Sort of accept that it's right. the this 80s. This is of this time period, and so you're gonna get a lot of these. It was, oh yeah. It was different. It was a different <laughs> time. It really, it really was. <laughs> it really was. Um, it's Tell my favorite the, decade, easily by a long, long way. Yeah. Everything from the '80s was amazing. The cartoons, the music, TV shows, movies—oh yeah, all great. I love the '80s. I was two to twelve years old in the '80s, so a lot I of was... my childhood memories are from the '80s. Oh, not I... born yet. And I was like <laughs> born to, to to five years old. So yeah, there right. you go. Zero to five. Zero to five. <laughs> so you got a little. You got the tail end of the '80s, right? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I like that Letterman. I like that Letterman jacket kid says, "I hope he doesn't die. I can't handle summer school." How is Ferris gonna get this kid out of summer school? That's what I would like to know. But maybe he's gonna hack into his records, change his grades, change his grades. <gasps> yeah, so. Who, who's to say Ferris's grades are so good? Like he could have also changed his own grades. I like yeah. to. I prefer to think that he only changed the number his of absences. absences. Because mm. we didn't see him change his. That's grades. true, but the possibility sh- is there. And I, I think that Ferris has shown himself to be relatively intelligent. I don't think that he would have to try very hard to get good grades. I think he just could... just someone just because someone is intelligent. Like there's people who have like an adverse feelings towards school. Okay. Like like a school doesn't not determine like your intelligence. Like you can be a really smart person but, and do terrible. But Ferris school. says he mm. wants to go to college so he can have a fruitful life. So he can have a fruitful life. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like he's going to leave and not go to college, but say he's going to college just so they could send him money and he's actually just oh. traveling. He'll be a fry cook on Venus. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, Ferris's uh, dream job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I could see I could see Ferris being just this traveling sort of swindler character couch server yeah just, yeah you know just con man up, just going from place to place and and exploring the cities and having a grand old time and hustling people yeah yeah it's gotta be a <laughs> hustling look, element maybe he'll, move in, maybe he'll go into real estate like his mom <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's, a, that's a whole different type of hustle you know i did i did say last week that some of her lines to rooney sound like they inspired the way ferris speaks because so you think he's he's definitely more like his mom than yeah, his dad. Yeah, because his mom also has this sort of sweet-talking element. That's well, true. his dad shows a little bit of that later in the movie when we see him outside of the restaurant. We'll talk to we'll talk about that when we see him there. He's doing his... Uh, he's trying to convince his uh, advertising buddies to spend, and he's uh, trying to push a little bit for that. And so we'll talk about that. I think that he mm-hmm. definitely takes after his parents a little bit. Both of them... All of them seem to be, like, talkers, like the kind of people that yeah, their job right. is to, like, sell things. Except for Jeannie. Yeah. Jeannie doesn't... Does, doesn't seem very chatty. No. No. I, hostile, I think, is the word for Jean. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but I love Jean so much. Love her. You, you would. I, I, I am Jeannie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I freaking love her. Oh, she's great. 
She's also super intelligent, I think, and and just is one of those people who you know doesn't suffer fools, right? And no. you know, you'll see oh, her no. later on on the phone, you know, with people, and she she just doesn't take any crap from anyone. E- even the way she handles Rooney, like yeah. at the end of the movie, is mm-hmm. great. It's like my one of my favorite things. I'm like, yes, and I'm like, it's her that's like, you know. I'll be nice to to Ferris because he's my he's, brother. Because he's my brother, but you, you just crossed some lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were in the house, like all this other stuff. So I'm like, this is hilarious. I love this. They're she all... could take care of her own. Oh, easily. Yeah. They're both really confident, aren't they? And and um, you know, I think one of my kind of overall thoughts on this movie is that, you know, Fer- Ferris is like uber confident in in that mm-hmm. you know he's as a high school kid. You know, I don't think people like this really actually exist. I mean, maybe they oh. do, but I, you know, he he can actually can like talk to girls in high school, which is like, you know, boys don't do, boys can't do that in high school. <laughs> no, no, and he's, no, you know, they're he's awkward to, and yeah, it, but he's unsure just so, of themselves. He's and, so slick, yeah. and and you know, we'll we'll um we'll talk tomorrow about how popular he is, I guess. Um, yeah, but uh, he he's he just kind of exudes that confidence that I think is very rare in someone who's that age. He, um, he had a line last week that we talked a little bit about because he quotes uh, he quotes John Lennon. Because John right. Lennon, he says, I don't believe in Beatles, I just believe in me. And that sort mm. of seems to be like his sort of philosophy too. He just believes in himself. And so he's got this sort of like, I can do anything attitude. And yeah. uh, he's just very fortunate that it works out for him the way it does. But he's ballsy and he takes risks. And that's another thing that kids, uh, I guess, I, I guess may I'm too generalizing too much. But my experience, you know, kids don't really like to kind of step out and take those kind of risks a lot. And, um, you know, it, it, he's got a, a very high level of self-esteem, which, you know, mm-hmm. again, I would have thought most kids around kind of, you know, in their late teens, maybe don't have that. They're still going through that kind of angsty teen phase. Yeah, and uh, and and need to maybe work on some self esteem, but he doesn't have any of these issues. Jeannie doesn't have any of these issues, and actually, his parents don't have any of these issues. They're all super confident people. You know, she's in 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 real estate and she sells, and you know, you need confidence. You need to be able to kind of uh, talk to talk to people and sell and be and and be in in front of people and 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 be confident. Yeah, and yeah. Dad is some kind of city deal doer, rainmaker, or or whatever. And uh, I think it's he's again, like needs, he works in needs advertising. To be confident in that. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. with the mom, like, well, I'm like the housing market is is much different in 1986 than it is now. Well, she's also, <laughs> but her realty company we did discover is in the most affluent town yeah. in America. Yeah. So when you got like the Richie Rich town, yeah, to, to sell, you know, to, and he's an advertiser, so like his dad's job is, I don't want to say manipulation, but like sort of putting on that like selling something to people and it might not necessarily be the most honest sort of way but i don't want to see him his, his dad's not necessarily a don draper type but no i mean it depends no. on what he's advertising if he's business. like i don't know what advertising alcohol and doing. cigarettes and all yeah. his other like skeevy stuff but then maybe i don't know but i can definitely I see how that would influence ferris a little bit though like yeah. seeing how like to market something and he's mark the thing he's selling is himself as himself mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i like ferris ferris is a fantasy life Mm-hmm. It is definitely yeah. a life that literally, for the most part, I, th- I don't think can exist. Like, uh, as you were saying, like being a high school age ch- uh, guy, 
acting this way is is not the norm no i definitely wasn't like this so i feel like most guys will like ferris because you're like you are who i wish i could have been in high school Mm -hmm. like i wish i had the confidence i wish i could have you know dated the pretty you know talk to be able to talk to the girls be able to do all this and it's not necessarily possible or plausible to be able to to do that uh there is uh, consequences to actions that he's not seeing but in reality you would very much be seeing uh so it's just all it's like mm. a it's like a fantasy that you get to live through him yes yes it's uh i've said it before but i keep coming back to it that like i feel like everyone sort of is cameron and kind of wants, wants to, be to be ferris, ferris. yeah that's definitely the case. That's how it was for me. Like, I, I definitely think that I identify with Cameron more than any other character in this movie. And as a kid growing up, I always, always wish that I had, like, the kind of attitude that Ferris does. Just the, like, I can do anything behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's so charming. He just gets away with it all. Oh, yeah. See, love him. Charm is a double-edged sword. He wields it well. Mm. <laughs> for now. For now. While he's young. I guess. It's a much different wheelhouse when you're an adult and you get to be in the uh, the the ocean as opposed <laughs> to the small pond. He's the big fish in the small pond. Yeah, for sure. Once college happens and beyond, but the whole town rallies behind him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean does he gonna is he gonna go to school in the same town? He could go to school in a totally different state. I don't know. I think and I think he's different. got the kind of personality that would work. There is a TV show. Did you ever see the show? There was like a USA show for a little while called White Collar. Uh, and, I, I've and, heard and of it. Matt Bomer right. was the the lead, and he was this like con man character. And you see him. I think the first episode starts with him like breaking out of jail. He like shaves and he talks to this uh, this guard who he manipulates. I don't even know how he gets out of the cell, but he just like waltzes out of the cell. Then he goes and like picks up this yellow like jacket at some yard sale that looks like the valets at the at the airport so he goes down to the airport and he pretends to be a valet to pick up this guy's nice car and then just takes off into the distance of the car and i'm just like oh like but they do the same sort of thing where they make him such a charming character that you're like you're doing really terrible things but i love you so much (laughs) (laughs) but again again it's written in a way so that there is no consequences yeah but in reality like there Mm -hmm. would well yeah so then you end up that show becomes like a catch me like catch me if you can so yeah yeah where he's like on the rope of the fbi but interesting yeah um I definitely feel like char- like uh, like uh, Ferris has that sort of he could I think mm. he could get away with anything, right? So oh. this girl, this next girl on the phone, Gary, um, I think this is who you're. You just you think this was most uh, representative of your mum in this movie? Yes. Yeah, so when, right? when I talked to her, when I talked to her, I told her that like the character that I always felt like seemed the most like her in high school was this, this girl. girl. And uh, it's because I've got, there's pictures of my mom in high school, and she definitely has, like, the big curly hair. And right. uh, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Ever since I was a little kid, I just had that, like, feeling about this person. I don't know why, like, what the connection was. We don't get much of her. No, She's only in this Sometimes your minute. mind does that. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. get, like, the person that reminds you of someone else, and maybe they don't even look alike. Maybe nothing. But for some reason, it just does. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, she says that, yeah, why? Like, she's just already like, Ugh. he's got the creepiest look when he asks her if she's seen Alien. <laughs> oh my and god, then, this guy. Yep. And she, when she comes up, she kind of, the guy in the denim jacket kind of, uh, kind of touches her in the sh- on the he, shoulder. I, I, and she I see that sh- he touches she her. She shrugs him off, right? Like, Ugh, <laughs> it's really weird. Doing? Like, get off me. Yeah, like, who, who are you? Get, get out of here. It's, and then when, I, and I, then I, when they leave, the freshman, he, 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 he then does this little shoulder tap. 
Mm-hmm. Which I quite like. I quite like the shoulder tap when he leaves. Just a little, yeah. Well, because now she's on the phone and it's just sort of a like, oh, I'll see you later kind of deal. Or like a... Like yeah. A... Yeah. And she's super upbeat, right? She's just a happy kid, I think. She's... She is. You know, she's a little bit worried about him. Uh, she asks him like, oh, hey, how's your bod? And and he does like the little... He plays like a sneeze and a cough. She goes, oh, my God, you're dying? <laughs> Which is like, really? That's your first thought? It's a little, uh, it's a bit of a jump. He coughed. Oh, oh my man. God, you're dying. Oh my God, you're dying. It's like, geez. But she knows it's Ferris even just from him saying hi. Yeah. I think everyone knows Ferris. They just know but, him. Yeah. Um, it's because right away, right away she knows. And it's like, oh my God, you're dying. And then, and then what does he, he plays, he puts his whole hand down on the keyboard. And so it plays a whole bunch of sounds at once. <laughs> She's like, is it serious? And he's like... I don't know. Oh, he's, he does. Thing. This is this is when he tells her. This is when he tells her. Like, I think I might need a kidney transplant. So, That's so that right. kid, the kid in the denim jacket, is already gone when he says this. Yeah. And uh, she must tell him later. She must tell him later because we'll see him again later. Um, oh, this in his spreads. denim jacket and the curly this news hair. Spreads. Yes. Oh, real That's quick. what he's hoping on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's high school. Like he wants it to spread. He wants everyone to know that. Oh my God, he's sick. So that like it's not just a fabrication that he's created for this day off like everyone's talking about the fact that he's sick so like the teachers are going to be aware that he's sick like people start sending him like get well packages yeah um it just legitimizes his his claim claim. yeah exactly exactly um i like i like that uh she asks like shit are you upset and he plays like another sneeze or something and she's like think you'll be alive this weekend (laughs) <laughs> like they jump from, they go from like, oh my God, you're dying to think you'll be alive this weekend. And uh, John Hughes in the commentary track mentions it like this sort of represents, he, he, he intended this to sort of represent the like, I don't say like flightiness of like a high schooler, but just the, the sort of relationship that someone that age has they're just with very, death. Like, uh, they're very exaggerated. Uh-huh. You know, I just think that. But it's... they don't, she doesn't actually like, he might, he's telling her like he might need a new kidney. Yeah. And her question instead is like think you'll be around this weekend like maybe i'll see you but i feel like him saying like oh i think i might need a kidney is almost like joking it's like when you cough like you're oh my uh-huh. god i'm gonna cough up a lung like <laughs> you're not really gonna cough up a lung but you say it because it's like you, f- you feel like but really she crabby. clearly takes it seriously because it's gonna come back i think it's so silly oh, it is silly. very silly it is silly i'm like okay i'm like mm-hmm. is this how high school was in the 80s <laughs> But no, I think Wait, you're right. I think I this is it. how kids are in, in, in high school. Um, yeah. Maybe more. Maybe, I don't know about maybe more in the 80s than now. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. They go from extremes, right? And it's like, you're dying. Oh, okay. See you at the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like a little like brooch. She's got a little musical note brooch. Mm-hmm. Right where oh, her button up is. So maybe, yeah, I thought maybe she's in a band. Maybe she's a mu- her musical. Her shirt is super inclined. colorful. It's like, is it paisley or is it flowery? Is I don't it flowers? even yeah, it's hard to tell. There's so much. Is. The there's there's a lot of different yellow and red and green and blue and just all this color. And then of course you can see like her sleeves are rolled up and so she's got all these bangles on her arm. Oh, well, see, she has a lot of bangles. I like she the does. bangles. Bangles, bangles. Oh, I, I bet like she jingles she's, as she walks down the hall. Cute, this little, this kid. She is cute. I think she's. I, I really small. like her. It's quite short. I, guess. I know. She's very, she's very petite. Mm-hmm. Petite little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making a way. Like, oh, obviously heavy on the eyeliner. I mean, all pretty much all the girls <laughs> in this movie. Are pretty, 80s pretty. makeup from the eighties <laughs> is all very it's heavy. The eighties. Yeah. <laughs> that green blue eyeshadow. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think she's cute. 
So originally, when uh, when John Hughes was casting this movie, uh, this particular role was going to go to the actress Christy Swanson. Oh, oh really? Who? Um, I know that name. Yeah, you know it's funny. So 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 they were gonna they were gonna do it with her. It was gonna be something that was gonna happen later in the in the shoot, and then. Um, on the day when they were actually filming, because John Hughes had all these extras that they were that he was making use of, uh, he just pulled her as an extra because, um, I don't know for whatever reason, and he really liked her, so he used her footage in the actual movie and then told uh, Christy Swanson like, "Oh hey, like I'm sorry, we already filmed your part, but I want to bring you back," and so he brings her back. She is Simone Adamley, the Thirty One Flavors girl. So that, oh, that the, right. the girl that delivers that line, the like my best friends, boyfriends, sisters, brothers, whatever, like was supposed to be this character. I like, see. Like this was the, the role she was going to play originally. Um, I think that when I was looking her up today, she did play a couple other, she was in a couple of other things, but I didn't recognize a lot of it. I think Victoria, mm-hmm. you're looking her up right now. Possibly. Is that what you're doing? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed that's what you were doing. So, so it was going to be this different girl, but I like that. Uh, I think they did a lot of good work with the extras that were in the school set. Yeah, I totally agree. I think she's great, this, this girl. I think yeah, the freshman and, did a good job, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, especially having the cuts back and forth with Ferris talking to, to these kids, you once again get the sense of, like, well, Ferris is, also has this sort of superiority to the rest of the, the school kids, but mm. for a different reason than, than Jeannie does. Jeannie kind of sees herself as above them, whereas Ferris is kind of like... Um, I don't want to say like a he's not like a hero type to them, but he's definitely like a uh, like a I don't want to say like a mascot, or not a mascot. A uh, he sort of represents an ideal. Mm. Yeah, Victoria, uh, you made this really. Yeah, shock. they'll all look up to him. He, he'll be yeah. like, you know, the most popular kid in school. I mean, famous isn't the right word, but famous within yes. his own, as you said, within Victoria, his own little pond. Mm-hmm. He'll be the kind of the main guy, so they'll all know him, and they'll all, you know. Look up, kind to of him admire in a him. Way. Yeah, he's gonna get that kid out of summer school. <laughs> yeah, you go. Victoria, you made a really came. shocked face a second ago. What did, did you, you mention the name Christy Swanson? Uh-huh. And I recognized that name, and I didn't realize why I recognized that name. I go recognize that name because uh, that's how I am about actors and actresses. Yes, I just mentioned something. I know. I call like, you the Rolodex. <laughs> I know, and so I had to like confirm my suspicions. And Christy Swanson is. Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh, in the, the movie. original movie. Oh. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's and Buffy. That's, that's the Perry. girl from, yeah. from the class. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. That's a really great. I like that movie. I uh, don't think I've ever seen the Buffy movie. It's... I like the show more than I like the movie, but the yeah. it's pretty good. Sure. I've only seen a little bit of the show, too, so... I love that show. It's yeah. a good show. It was a, a really good show. show. I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of really great things about that show. Oh, yeah, that was my whole life in middle school. Mm-hmm. I was just watching lots and lots of Buffy. Lots and yeah. lots of Buffy. Buffy and Beverly Hills 90210. Ew, no. I didn't like <laughs> Beverly Hills. I didn't I like Dawson's it. Creek. I, I didn't it. like Felicity. I didn't like any of those other shows. I wanted, to be, Buffy. I wanted to be Luke Perry. <laughs> oh, why Luke Perry? Because <laughs> oh he, cool. he was the cool one. Dylan was the cool he was one. The he cool. The, Dylan the really, was the cool one. <laughs> he had the really awesome car. Uh, this old, this old remember, vintage Porsche. I remember uh, Shannon Doherty's character was such a bitch. She was so oh, she was so annoying. Oh no, everyone hates her. <laughs> everyone hates her as an actress. That's why she got like fired off of that other show she was on, uh, Charmed. 
Oh, yeah. She's like, like, no, get out of here. We don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all this nostalgia. Oh, my goodness. I know. But, yeah, I, I, that shocked me. Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Buffy. Yep. We should have talked about her last week when we saw her, but I forgot. Well, I didn't, I didn't even realize it was her. So now you know. So you said the name, and I was like, wait a minute. Now you know. Yeah. So, so this girl gets off the phone, and as she does, she starts to turn around, and you can see there is a sign on the wall behind her that says, Win Bulldogs. It does say Win Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Right. So, yeah. so there's further solidification that this is the same school from the Breakfast Club. So what was Tim pointing out about Wildcats? Oh, because uh, when we saw the poster last week that said Go Shermer, it looked like someone drew like... Like, a cat. Like, like, it looks like, like, like big cats cat. on it, yeah. Okay. But See, and this this, this uh, Bulldogs poster is blue and white when mm. other things are shown as black and gold. Yeah. So is their school colors black and gold or is it blue and white? Who knows? <sighs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then we cut back to Ferris after the phone call ends. And uh, it's just a small shot at the very end, but uh, Ferris is playing uh, Johann Strauss's Blue Danube Waltz he on is. his uh, on his keyboard. Out of coughs. Out of coughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I like. John Hughes mentions that he thinks that this particular take, this camera take, where Ferris turns and looks at the camera over his shoulder with that like delighted grin on his face, is like one uh-huh. of his favorite takes in the movie. <laughs> Oh. He said he 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 describes it in the commentary track. He says this is Matthew Broderick's best take. Oh, funny! Which oh, I really, really like. Yeah. Well, he oh, t- it, even it's it's funny because I mean, it um, take. it's a good look. And uh, yeah, I love all the fourth wall breaks, and it's just such a satisfied like because it's just him playing at this point. Right. He he plays a lot. Yeah. Uh, Matthew mentions in some of the uh, behind the scenes stuff that John Hughes told him that he worked he worked best alone. <laughs> because all these sequences in the house is just him on his on like all on his himself. own, just all by himself, and and you still get a lot of these really great character moments, How especially funny. when he like looks at the camera. How funny! Yeah, and I like these fourth wall breaks when he when he just gives you that look. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually I probably like them more than when he actually addresses the the audience. Yeah, because it's I just think, the look. Um, it's just the you know you're watching this too, right? Like you can see this as well. Yes. And he does it like three or four times in the movie. Um, when something will happen, and he'll, he'll just look at the audience. Mm-hmm. Go, just like it's just like he's just saying, like, right, right, like, what am I supposed like, to are, do are, here? I'm yeah, do how it. do I react to that? So, it, a lot is said w- with no words in these. Well, I think words. I think what what the benefit of having the like few minutes of monologue at the beginning to establish this connection with Ferris mm. um, really kind of solidifies that. So that in moments like this, when he's just glancing at the camera it still carries a lot of meaning behind it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so you get these really kind of punchy moments. The, the next one that I really think of is when they're dropping the car off. And uh, he uh-huh. asks the guy if, uh, if he speaks English. And he's like, what country do you think this is? And he looks at the That's camera right. like, how do I respond to that? He's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you heard that too, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, which I really like. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the fourth wall break uh, anyway, but I think that especially just the subtlety of like just glancing at the camera because we've already established this connection with him that like that's all you really need. Um, yeah, and Kevin Spacey does exactly the same thing in House of Cards a yeah. number of times. I mean, he obviously breaks the fourth wall a lot in that show mm-hmm. and he addresses the, and talks to you a lot, but he also a lot of the time just looks 
and then looks back and carries on. Sometimes that's all you need. It's yeah. just a sort of, it's just enough of an aside to be like, they're taking a moment to have a pause so that we can really like let whatever was just said sink in. Mm. It's effective. It's really effective. Yeah. I'm so interested in just like the way, the way fourth wall breaks are managed in like different media. Is it still a fourth wall break? Like, okay, like, like in Ferris Bueller and in other uh, movies or, t- or things that do fourth wall breaks, the camera isn't a thing. Like the camera's there, you're f- filming the movie and he's looking at it as opposed to something like The Office where it's established that they're being documented for, a, you know, they're being watched for a documentary. So the camera that's filming the show are the documentary cameras. And so when you have someone who turns to the, you think you're watching a regular show, but then you see someone mm. like turn to the camera and make a face like, mm. like similar to like, similar to Ferris where it's like, Oh, can you believe what this person just said type of thing? Is that still a fourth wall break? Because you're still looking at the camera, but because the camera has been established as being a, a part of the set, yeah, mm. being a part of it, is it still a fourth wall break? Mm. I don't think it is. I don't either. I think I think because it's contained within the idea that they're shooting a documentary. Okay. Uh, the camera is just another piece of set dressing. Okay. Oh. Rather than like, because mm. because when they're looking at that camera, they're not. It's not Ferris is looking at us. Yeah, like like it's, we're not a person, a character that's holding a camera. Yeah, that he's interacting, and with. we're not we're not someone who's observing something that he self shot. Yeah. Later either like it's it's almost as if we're there in the room in a way. Right. I but it, we're still passive observers, so like I don't know what our role in the in the context is. It's not the same as like a, I read a really I I read this thing about a the way that the fourth wall break is managed in something like like kid shows like Blue's Clues. Right. Where you are a character in the show, yeah, like you're, they're, they're their intention is for, for you, you to, to like interact. actually interact with mm-hmm. them, which is which All is right. another step beyond what's happening here because okay. we're not yeah. we're not interacting, we're not acting back. This isn't like Rocky Horror Picture Show where all of a sudden like, <laughs> we're gonna throw yes. something or you know you know participation. No, participation, yeah, they're, they're, so. yeah, this doesn't demand any sort of participation. Like, <laughs> the kids show like a choose don't your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the documentary one's quite an interesting point, though. I mean, you know, for me, that that sh- that's still the show, and you're still separated from it as an, as the audience. Yeah. And you're not connected with it in any way. You're just watching the show, and the show is that there's a documentary being made in this place, and sometimes we'll see the actual documentary from you know that they've actually made. Like, for example, when they interview someone, you know, you'll just get mm-hmm. someone sitting talking to the camera. Yeah, answering exactly. questions right and and that's that's the actual documentary as it's has as it has been made or as it is being made yes but then of course you then get the the second viewpoint which is you're you're looking at the actual office and there's a documentary crew somewhere and then there's the people in the office doing what they do so you do have those two different kind of positions but i think they're both definitely like there's a separation yeah yeah. I agree with that. I think so. But I think that's the thing is that there is so much, there's so much wiggle room within this, like how far are you going to push the, how far are you, how much are you going to break? Mm. Uh, how, how, how meta are you going to get with it? And, and we sort of talked about it in week one, but I think, uh, I think the furthest way to push it would probably be like the Deadpool thing where like he's a character that's aware that he is in a show. Mm. Yeah, that he's in a movie. Uh-huh. Well, there's like in the comics, 
he knows like, he's in a comic. Knows he's in yeah, a comic, yeah. and he and within the comic, he goes to the people drawing the comic and tells yeah. them what they should be doing. Uh, and yeah. there's even that comic Marvel versus um, uh, Deadpool versus Marvel. Yeah, where he goes and like <laughs> kills other Marvel characters. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he's he's aware, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's kind like, of the extreme end of the spectrum, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah where it's like, <laughs> like come into the real world sort of deal. But it's quite restrained in this movie, in a, in a, and that's a good thing. They don't use it too much. No, they, no. They get it. They get the balance really nicely. Yeah, I really like the way it's 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 all used to like keep us on his side because otherwise we could see Ferris as nothing more than this manipulative jerk that's using yeah. everyone for his own ends and and so what they what what Hughes does is he he tries time and time again to like establish it like. This is a character that we, that at least the movie wants us to like him. And so we see yeah. things through his eyes in the beginning. And then he talks directly to us. And it's really sort of to establish that uh, there is this like relationship here. I, I feel like there needs to be one of those tables. You ever seen those where it's like like nine people in a like chaotic neutral oh yeah like i need there needs to be like a, a fourth wall breaker one. Oh, oh, i want to do that because D- deadpool is definitely the chaotic neutral yes and ferris is also a neutral but not the chaotic neutral like uh-huh. more of the i don't know what the other ones are uh frank underwood is probably chaotic evil Okay. Maybe lawful evil. Lawful evil? Well, he is... He does become he is, the president. Yeah, yeah. Also, he is the... But... Has authority. He's still, like, breaking the... I mean, he's still breaking But then the you would have to think of, like, like nine... By, by so I can't... Yeah, so I can't call him... break characters. Lawful evil. Maybe it's chaotic evil. Or neutral evil? Just true evil. He's just evil. I know it's, like, chaotic neutral and, then like, chaotic something, chaotic whatever. Well, there's it's three lawful, chaotic yeah, three. Well, there's lawful... Lawful. Lawful good. Lawful. I think it's I think it's lawful, neutral, and chaotic. And then I think you have um, good, neutral, evil. Yeah. Um, are your spectrum. And so you could have like that true neutral right in the middle. So true true neutral, I would say is uh, Ferris. Yeah. Uh, chaotic neutral is is Deadpool. Yeah, I guess he's. I wouldn't call him. Yeah, because he's not. Because he's an anti-hero. He's not like yeah. a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He's definitely. Yeah, Frank evil. Underwood's definitely on that evil spectrum. So he's like lawful. He's a he's a bad guy. Lawful bad evil. Guy. I would say just like neutral evil. Neutral evil. Yeah, he's not very chaotic. Okay. Um. But then, like, I don't know very. I'm trying. To I need to make a list of other fourth wall break characters. Yeah, yeah. We should you, just cut all this out. You need to make this table and like actually create it and put it up. Okay. I was well, thinking it in my head, and I'm like, this could be done. We'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll talk about it on a later week. All right. I look forward to seeing it on the on your Facebook. <laughs> if you there have you any go. suggestions, yeah, we'll you'll have to like send, send them society. to Gary. Okay. Yeah. I think that was everything from Minute 14, you guys. No, the banging. How do you feel? Do you guys have anything else before we uh, wrap this one up? No. I'm good. Awesome. No, he didn't change again. So. <laughs> no, he's still wearing uh, the same thing he was dancing in, in the I Dream of Genie sequence. He's one of those guys that if like he'd be worse than the women at the Oscars, he would just like have to like change between every everything. Oh well, he's gonna change again before. We're... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, Neil. Mm. Let us hear your plugs. <laughs> Where can everyone find you on the internet? Oh, um, um, I would like to point the listeners to 
uh, the Mogwai Minute Instagram page because that's something that I do. Uh, George does a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, I do a bunch of different stuff and Instagram is one of the things that I do. So I put up uh, some stills, some clips from the minutes and things like that and uh, generally curate that page. So go and check us out on Instagram. Yeah, go check out their Instagram page. We don't have an Instagram page, sadly, but you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, we have a Facebook group called the Save Ferris Listener Society where a lot of our listeners have been interacting with the show and giving us their thoughts and opinions on the minutes and um, been sort of trying to foster some discussion over there because we have a lot of fun interacting with everybody. And uh, you can come back tomorrow to wrap, wrap up the week with Minute 15. Oh, my goodness, Minute 15 of uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Ed Day and Grace. And Grace, and yes, we're ready to return of Grace. Grace! <laughs> there she's in the room with him, so he doesn't have to yell for her. No. She's no. already had her good whiteouts. <laughs> she, yeah, yep, 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 yep. She, she, she stiffed <laughs> her whiteout. She is like, okay. She's, she's ready for work. <laughs> yeah, now now she can handle whatever it is that, that Rudy's got going make on. Her do. Yeah. Uh, love it. <laughs> Don't Oh, 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 oh.